Thanks for joining us. I'm Alan Burke, a landscape architect here in the Puget Sound region, and you are listening to the Green Meridian Podcast. You know, the problem with design-build marketing is, frankly, that many business managers may already be busy. This is a pretty dangerous situation when you really drill down into it. Being busy can lull you into a feeling that you have a sense that you know what you're doing with regard to marketing. The phone is ringing, appointments are being made, the sun is shining, the crews are out in the field. You know what it's like. When business is going well, that trust in your smart marketing decisions can give you a false sense of security. Believe me, I've been there. Nothing gives you a false confidence more in the inevitability of your success than to actually be riding that crest of a wave, being busy, only to be blindsided by a sudden recession. In the sucking undertow, when you find yourself scrambling to find new work, you then have an agonizing reappraisal about how smart you actually were. This has happened to me on a number of cycles over the last 25 years, and I have come to believe that I really don't know as much as I thought I did about business economies sales, and what makes the phone ring. So don't be overconfident about things just because you're busy. Gather your acorns while you can and build a strong and resilient business while you have the ability to do so. Maintain flexibility and discipline. Hone your message to highlight your special abilities. Carefully innovate and demand good graphic styling. Work your correspondence with articulate wordsmithing and build a responsive interactive business model. I think there are some methodical ways and things that you can do that are relatively simple and easy to resolve as long as you get started and you work carefully, a little at a time. Let's talk about marketing and some easy and affordable steps that any landscape company can make. First of all, what is it your marketing is trying to do? Let's break this into four key areas. Collateral materials, web and SEO, social media, and networking. The first thing to consider is that you're going to need some collateral materials. This is maybe a fancy way of talking about brochures and business cards in particular. I know that in this day and age, it is sometimes considered a bit outre to be handing out brochures and business cards, but honestly, I do think that there is something tactile here that is needed. You can't discount the fact that you're going to need business cards when you meet folks because they are not going to have time to scan your Squarespace barcode or try to remember what your company name is. You'll also need to appeal to a married couple, in some cases with residential design anyway, and so you want to be able to have something tactile that the person that is disconnected from the decision-making with you can read to gain confidence in your company. There's a certain magic to putting together an interesting brochure, so you'll want to think about what you want to say. Keep it brief and stay focused in what you're really trying to convey. It's important to set yourself apart from your competition in some way if you can. I would suggest staying away from those righteous, overused, and meaningless words such as quality and value and things of that nature that really don't convey anything and are said by nearly everyone. Let's drill down into some easy things you can do. I'm going to suggest 
very specific sources for these kinds of materials. And if you do your research, you may find some other suppliers and resources that fit you more closely. As I've said before, nobody has a hammerlock on ideas. And if you do your research, you might do something slightly different, but you'd be well advised to think about going in this kind of a direction. When we think about collateral materials, and in particular paper goods, our minds go directly to brochures and cards normally. There are some very great resources that can help you easily put this together, a graphic card, a brochure, and order these things online. I might suggest Canva as one of them. Canva is a series of interesting templates and low-cost paper good ideas that help you put together a full-color brochure, cards, and a letterhead if you need it, and order these in small quantity batches. You can start small, and you can just order as you need to. But in doing all of this, don't just make an order. Think about what you're doing, like you're writing some kind of important text, because you really are. Whatever you publish now may be sticking with you for the next few years. So make your graphics carefully, and better yet, have your cousin, the graphic designer, do it for you. Run the idea through a few friends and see what they think, or maybe send it to that key client that fits your demographic perfectly and ask them how they're viewing it. This will help you make some quick changes that might be outside of the zone of what you might have considered originally. Either way, keep plugging along and get the thing done. If you're still handing out individual pictures of your work to a client, don't make me come over there and slap you on the side of the head. You need a nice looking hardcover portfolio. You can do this online, so you don't have to get up from your chair. You just have to have a number of pictures that you can upload and maybe some nifty text to put around it. Snapfish is a great resource for building a portfolio. As you start to amass pictures of your work, you should assemble these into a Snapfish hardcover portfolio with company text. Order these hardbound books to be able to show an attractive compilation of your work to a client when you are seeing them personally. You can also turn these pictures into other collateral items such as postcards and coffee mugs and things of that nature. That's it. It's super easy. Make a card, a good-looking brochure, and a portfolio. Also, as I've talked about in the Landscape Office Systems episode, make an email with a fixed signature and a logo on it and links to any of your social media. Have this come up on all of your emails so you don't have to type it over and over. Probably the most daunting and over-discussed aspect of marketing is the SEO work and your website. There's a lot of anecdotal information around this topic, and God knows there are a myriad of digit heads out there who claim to do it well. You can certainly overthink it and spend the equivalent of your mortgage building this stupid thing, and I might suggest that if you don't have it already, first of all, move out of Amish country if you don't have a website, and then give some consideration to one of the websites that can kind of automate the process for you. Squarespace is an easy resource for building a website quickly and in a quality fashion. You can organize photographs and text for a low monthly fee of about $12 or so, and you can have a working website that is fairly interactive. If you build this in a simple graphic style that's integrated with your print brochure and cards in colors and text and fonts, do that so that you will have a seamless and integrated overall look with what you're trying to convey. Your website is critical to what you do, and it needs to reflect the kind of graphic sensibility you're bringing to your plans and your project efforts. I would suggest that in, it have a green consistency and speak strongly about your talents and that it speak clearly about what you're le leaning into. Do something innovative 
and ignore what your Goomba brother-in-law, the coder at Amazon, tells you about folks having a short attention span. I know that there is a lot of information regarding how to make a good-looking website, but how many have you actually seen that really stand out? I think you could tip over the edge, as I do on our website at ClassicNursery.com. But that's not to say that you shouldn't be creative in what you're trying to do and put together a site that is informative and humorous, that links to great information and motivates people with enthusiasm and innovation. AdWords holds the key to the kingdom. When you think about it, search is the most paramount item that you can consider in marketing. Putting together you, your Google AdWords account fully is a key to your success. When folks look for your company, they are going to generally go through Google. There's no way around it, and believe me, my firm is in the epicenter of Bing country, and you can ask the three people that use it around here. Google is the lingua franca of search, and that's the fact of it. AdWords, with whatever budget you can throw at it, is going to be the general portal that unlocks your business to your potential client. The beauty of AdWords is you can set up the demographics to fall within a certain area and an audience definition so as to tailor your message very closely. You can also set up graphic ads that will appear to show a message at certain dates and times over the year and might reflect how you are leaning in on certain promotions based around the holidays or the seasons, for example. You might have a promotion that runs parallel with the onset of spring, for example and the local garden show in your region. You might have information related to drought tolerance and xeriscaping related to summer. And you might be promoting the horticultural suitability of planting for autumn in such a way that you have rotating ads that have an integrated graphic look and then come out at a certain time of the year. You can do that for free with AdWords. Best of all, the whole thing is free to get going. That's right. You set up $50 monthly budget, maybe, just to get started and to get some push on the promotion. It's relatively inexpensive. You can set your own price arrangement, and you can track how people are finding you and what has been effective as far as messaging goes. It has completely redefined promotion and advertising, in my view. It's like being in the 19th century and trying to get to the West Coast and not taking the train. Think of it that way. So get on AdWords and get your search together. Social media is, of course, a crazy-making topic that can suck the life out of your brain. The all-encompassing atmosphere of our lives within the hellhole of social media anchors it as a buzzword in any kind of marketing discussion. As an aside, I just want to say that our company has completely severed all ties with Kanye, just so you know. But as we focus in, let's look away from the Kardashians for a moment and think about design build. There are a few sites that reflect the sensibility of the kind of client that we're trying to find. For the purposes of this podcast and our general discussion, we're talking about homeowners that are looking to have outdoor projects done. They'll generally fall within a certain demographic and will not include those, say, between 15 and 25 years old, for example. We'll also preclude renters, of course, and frankly, if I was to be less than completely politically correct about it, I would suggest that we are primarily focused on women of a certain age as decision makers. Again, that's not always true, but let's hang our hat on that for a moment. Howes in particular and Angie's List or Angie are two of the mainstays for social media, but you can build your business with information boards on Pinterest and you can build an extensive portfolio in Instagram and on Facebook as well. The fact is, the more you put your graphic sense and project style out there and on a repeated basis on many of these websites, 
the more chance you'll have of people being able to find you. You'll also turn up more generally in search if there are different sources of information that speak to an interaction with you. I've found that there's a very strong correlation of work that comes from community pages and social media in particular on Facebook. So if you're trying to concentrate on a certain area, you do well to speak and have a dialogue open with the community around you. You can do this by monitoring social media and questions related to horticulture and outdoor construction for your area with a community group. Try this out and you'll find that if you tie it to your CRM, your client relationship manager, you'll have a track record that starts to develop and that helps you to measure how people are finding you. You can use this to tailor your messaging and the expenses you're going to have related to marketing going forward. I don't know the landscape associations in your particular region. You're probably blanketed by NALP, but here in the Puget Sound, it's mainly WALP, WSNLA, and the State Association of the APLD, APLDWA. Uh, it's, of course, an expected part of the discussion to suggest that you network with your professional community and the client base around you. This may be beyond the reach of what your expenses will allow when you consider all of the different organizations that you can join. Here in our region, in the Puget Sound, there are very marked differences in some of the organizations related to whether they reflect folks that are more focused on installation or design or those in landscape architecture or in landscape design. I think one of the best organizations recently is the state chapter of APLD. It offers, I think, the best and most articulate mix of designers with those that do installation. Because it's generally an organization of designers in the mainstream, the graphic sensibility and promotion is a little bit edgier than you'll find with the contracting and nursery organizations. However, the main thing is not to get hung up upon which organization you're joining, but that you are participating within it and that you're establishing a dialogue and building an interaction with peers so that you can share information and ask questions. Finally, I think it's important to say something about the range of contractors that you need as a reference, as much as you may need them to refer to for clients that are seeking specialty work. Having a list and drawing upon at least three different sources for mainstream contracting work, such as electrical work or plumbing, grading, uh, maybe it's landscape installation, rockery work, masonry and engineering services, tree work, as well as the design community and architecture and commercial landscape architectural aspects of the construction industries, all of these may help to move the needle for you with regard to building a network base that helps you with referrals. I've found that doing work at an architect's home can be a great source for future referrals, as long as the place doesn't catch fire while you're working anyway. Be sure to ask clients and potential clients about offering a referral, as this should become one of the main ways that re you receive new work. And again, if you track it in your CRM, you'll have this as a comprehensive record over time. Just asking gets you halfway there. If you don't have a CRM at your office, you should consider looking into it. Listen to our Office Systems podcast episode. When I interview designers for our design build business, I'm often surprised that they don't typically have their own small design business in place already. Why not? You can be an employee and a small business entrepreneur at the same time. Personally, I don't know why every small designer doesn't do this, if for no other reason than the tax write-off of expenses. But for those of us with businesses already to manage, it's important that we build this framework that underpins our discussions with potential clients that are looking to hire us. 
If you haven't already prepared a portfolio and a website, start now by ordering a Snapfish portfolio and making a Squarespace website. Go ahead and set up online payment with that. Build a Google AdWords display ad and set a $50 monthly budget. Link yourself to Facebook community pages. You may be too hip because you're on Instagram, but you could do a lot worse than building portfolios in Pinterest, House, Angie, and the other social media pages. You'll need a CRM, something we talk about in another episode, all together. If you set aside the time, you can have the framework set up in less than a day or two with an annual expense of less than $500 or $600. Thanks for listening.